Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 116. That's a powerful number. Mean and lean. Eat a praline. Pralines <laughs> <laughs> are good. You know, <laughs> Sorry, I, I had nothing for that one either. I'll say this in the defense of pralines. Yep. That's one of those holiday flavors, uh, chestnut praline rather, that oh, does yeah. not get enough love. I think a, it should. As a sweet nut. <laughs> you know i think everybody deserves a sweet nut in their life so why didn't i predict this why didn't i know you were what like leading to the sweet nut oh my it's been a while since i've been goodness. in front of this mic well not really but well god damn it this is a sweet nut of a podcast mm-hmm. if you ask me let me tell you what uh we got some video game news for mm-hmm. you kids out there in case you uh want to know about games mm-hmm. that aren't out yet in your hand why does anybody want to know anything like that is it interesting Sorry, I'm having an existential crisis. I think it keeps their mind occupied from personal demons, and it gives them stuff to assess and complain about. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that why you play so much Tetris? You're just trying to, like, stymie the uh, the personal mm-hmm. demons? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it really just centers me. Mm-hmm. And sure, I'm playing, like, on, on Master Rank a lot of times, and I can't even really see where the pieces are going to fall, and it's me frantically hitting circle and square to rotate, but mm-hmm. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That game for me would, would have been Rock Band back in the day. Mm. I really like just getting in there with that guitar turn on expert mode and say afi take me away mm. you know what i'm saying so silver and cold and the other ones girl's not gray girl is indeed not gray <laughs> at all yeah just perfect great yeah. stuff right there i need i want another i want a new one I like a, a new, new music one. type game maybe not a new t- music type game just the old thing that i remember exactly as is but now hmm. <laughs> don't we like old things but now. but now we call those remasters and reboot remakes. Can we talk about the delineation of that real quick? Sure. Because like I saw this discourse on the old TL. Okay. God, that's, that's I'm a... tired of timeline discourse. Uh-huh. But sure. Well, hang on, hang on. So they they want to somebody... bomb the timeline. It's bomb the timeline. <laughs> like <low-key>. the sacred <laughs> timeline gets bombed. So what, the remake, remaster, and reboot. Video game companies use these terms interchangeably, mm-hmm. although they don't quite define what they mean. So if something is unchanged, basically, mm-hmm. from its core, but just up that's a remaster. Can we all agree that's a remaster? Yeah, I'm 100%. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now here's where we get into the weeds between sure. remake and reboot. I don't think this is that hard, but okay. I th- Here's what I think, and yeah. I use movies as an example. If you're saying you're rebooting a franchise, you are recombobulating it. Mm-hmm. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. You're you're getting in there and saying there's a few elements that we like, but we're just fucking just shaking it up and doing something else with yeah. it, right? So if you do a reboot, it will not follow the same narrative beats or essential milestones of the original thing. Mm-hmm. It'll do its own fucking thing. Now, there's a fourth R, oh, and it's a no. reboot slash remake. Oh, and no. I think of uh, 2018's Halloween, right? Yeah. Which was a reboot, but it was also a remake. It was a sequel. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Um, <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, so that, that was 2007. Yeah, so 2007's reboot remake of uh, Halloween. Yeah, although they call that a remake yeah, because no. it does essentially follow the same narrative beats, like almost entirely. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel goes fucking like crazy. So yeah, that's where it gets weird, right? So when we talk about a remake, however, the remake is a hard term here. Because a remake, in my mind, is like we're remaking the same story mm-hmm. with newer elements, basically. So I think of like Resident Evil 2 remake. Right. That's a remake. That's a remake. Yeah, yeah for sure. They're not adding some new shit there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's all the same stuff. So 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. I've got a fucking problem with this game. Mm. I think that's a reboot. That's a straight up reboot. I think this is in that middle category. It's a reboot. You think it's in the middle? It's, reboot it's remake. Tough because it's like mechanically not the same. Mm-hmm. Story, it says fuck you. It's just the only natural things that like carry over are setting and characters are the same. Mm-hmm. So is it a misnomer? So it's a weird one because yeah. I don't... Yeah, so they are rebooting this new Final Fantasy VII franchise mm-hmm. and doing new splintery things, but it is also a remake of, like, the original retelling of, like, Midgar, mechanically, narratively, and character-wise, so... Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. How about this, then? Sure. A new term mm-hmm. to define this. Oh, okay. A fifth R. A boot make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get back to the boot make later on this because mm-hmm. we have a we have a remake to talk about on yeah, this list. We do. Let me ask you real quick before <laughs> yeah, we get dude. into like the fucking weeds of it. How how's life been, man? Um, it's been really fucking hot. Yeah, uh, we just survived uh-huh. like the two hottest consecutive days in Washington history. Yeah, yeah, it was we insane. Did. Fucking sucked, dude. I almost got a heat stroke last weekend. Yeah, that shit sucked. Was too. it worth it? Was it worth it? No, okay. no. Being out in a hundred and plus degree weather is mm. inhumane. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. And then uh, we, of course, live in Washington, where every house is insulated against the cold. Not the concept that uh, man's folly is destroying the ozone. Mm-hmm. So uh, it gets progressively hotter, and we're in our little sweat boxes, our little boy sweat boxes that uh, uh, toast us like shrinky dinks. Mm-hmm. I feel smaller. Of heart and soul, <laughs> you look about the same size, but oh, I, could, yeah. I could see the structural integrity maybe look about being the same a little... size. Look at these guns! Oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> I need a permit for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough, man. Like we went out last Saturday and we went to like a meat fest. <laughs> we went to like this Korean uh, steak barbecue place where it was yeah. like all you can meet eat you know and we ate like 150 dollars worth of fucking steak and beef and then we decided let's go walking after and we were walking in like 90 plus degree heat and it was just you know we're from florida so like we're used to substantial heat but it's different it was different yeah florida's never been like that no florida's never been what i felt at least there's like intermittent like cool here wind breezes right and then ac central ac sure which we don't have. Which we don't have at all. It was definitely rough. And like having to work through two days of the hottest ever. Like to, to put it in context, it was the hottest that had ever been here since the 1800s. Yep. So we're fucking, I'm working. I have my fan going at full blast. I'm rotating a water bottle from the freezer with my cup of water to keep yeah. cool. I'm taking cold showers. Um, and it's the sort of heat that the only thing you could really do to escape it is to go to bed as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? It was awful. Let me tell you, sleeping hasn't been very fun in this weather. Mm-mm. God damn it. Um, I don't have normal sheets in my bed. I've got a quilt. It's like a quilt. You don't have jersey Like a comforter. Sheets? No. Oh. Jersey sheets. Yeah. Feel these. That can't be a normal thing. That, that's this how is a we jersey refer sheet. to it. Yeah. Really? It's a style. This is a jersey sheet. <laughs> yeah. All right, I learned something today, yeah. I guess. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Do they say that outside of Jersey is my first question. Yeah, no, like when we, you were with me when I bought this yeah. at Walmart. Did it say Jersey day. sheet yeah, on the package? It's a styling of it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I want fucking Alaskan sheets if that's the case <laughs> then because I'm dying. All right, I don't need Jersey weather or Where, stink. Where's my uh, New Mexico Roswell sheets? Oh. Yeah. Wait, why? That's hot too. You just want aliens. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be abducted. God damn it. I want to be thrown in the space oh, okay. <laughs> right now. 
but that costs 21 million dollars jeff doesn't doesn't want to yeah. go to space with the pores yeah that's true and we don't want to do dealings with elon so yeah, I know. he's kind of a prick we've gotten off track here hey guys we're a video game podcast <laughs> <laughs> i asked how you were i don't think that was off track at all oh people are here for the slice of life stuff. it's hot okay there you go Good that's i am well we've got some gaming news for you but before we get to that we need to tell you who we are we are, of course, The Save Room, the only podcast that's been acquired by Sony on false pretenses. They thought we could remake Sly Cooper, the dumb bitches. I don't know how to code. Yeah, we wouldn't do that. I don't know how to code, but it did spend all that money up front. <laughs> yeah. Got a bunch you- of jersey sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I spent mine on dental work, so. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. New chompers. Yeah. I like it. Well, you can catch us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and of course, RSS feeds across the internet if those are still maintained. I, I don't, I have no idea. Hmm. I have no, no, just not no idea at all. The really suspicious sound feeds. Right, right, right. That's right what to, RSS sounds Right for. to sound sounds, actually. Yeah, okay. You gotta go back to the, the core roots. No, I'm that. rebooting what the initials are. Is it a boot make? <laughs> we'll give in. Is it a boot no, make? Maybe right. later. Okay. Yeah. And then also you can find us streaming, of course, on, well, me at twitch.tv slash the red herb. And then, of course, my friend Daniel at twitch.tv slash dungeons and Daniels. Yep. Those are the two most important places on Twitch. People get really mad at you about that name, by the way, because they go like, oh, that's so cute. Do you like D&D? What's your response? How many people? Not many people do that. It actually. happened when we were eating the meat as well. Oh, yeah. It happens okay, every time sure. you inform people of this name. They go, oh, you like so, D&D? So I think it's a thing where if I say it out loud to people, it yeah. comes in a question. But if it, if yeah. somebody pops into my chat for the first time, it's sure. never like a question of like, oh, do you like D&D? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Nobody mentions yeah. that because they're like, oh, you're playing a video game. Right now. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you about D&D. But like in life, mm-hmm. people are just like, oh, cool. Fifth edition? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's your class? You drew it? And I'm always like, uh, no, like I've played once. We played right. with Irfan who did, uh, what was it? Jurassic Parks and Rec, which is a cool like yeah, yeah. D&D spinoff campaign that he put together. He put together. Uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Cool. Two T-Rexes. It was nuts. But the thing is like, I just like dungeon crawlers. Right. And I just thought it was a fun branding. So would you like to be Diablos and Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you about think that, that would be sometimes. closer to the, yeah. to the mark or yeah, I don't know. Okay. I want more Diablo. Oh, we're getting it soon, man. Soon? Coming to Games Pass. Yeah, sure. So I want to talk about something real quick before we get into our news here. You've sure. been playing a lot of PC stuff, like on stream and off stream. That's right. Days. I'm a PC gamer. Yeah. How do you feel being in this new gaming ecosystem? Uh, okay. Well, I have one of those Asus uh, laptops. It is the gamer's portable uh portent <laughs> you mean a laptop it's a lap it's a laptop <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay uh, let's go okay. back i'm <laughs> uh, sorry i was trying to boot make the idea of a laptop for a second there oops uh, but it's been cool i actually i got game pass and game pass for pc is great because mm-hmm. there's a fucking billion things for free no i'm not being paid to say that have you seen that people are freaking out online going like anytime someone talks about game pass when media when the journos talk about game pass they're paid off and it's mm. like no it's a great deal yeah it doesn't even make sense for microsoft actually no i feel like they're losing money on it <laughs> i think they especially are with their new releases i saw and stuff. So, i think I, I saw a tweet from somebody uh that works at microsoft saying like yeah game pass has not become profitable yet because of course it hasn't <laughs> but, but it's like a good no it's not profitable for them no 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 not at all <laughs> But, like, the attach rate for it mm-hmm. must be, like, almost at 100% for, like, Xbox users. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting question. Yeah, like, if you have an Xbox and not Game Pass, rectify. Yeah. You can stop buying games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just get Game Pass. 
Now, of course, we can get to the conversation. It's like, well, you don't own them forever. It's like a subscription service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But still, that's a lot of fucking games for free, Doggy Dog. I wonder how this kind of rolls back to like the publishers and developers that are in on these deals with Microsoft where it's like, do they pay money up front for Mm -hmm. like the title? And then they're not actually allowed to really talk about the deals but yes they from what i understand they're they basically estimate because epic does Mm. this as well epic game store for Mm. exclusivity they basically try to estimate what are you losing out on by having our game for free on our platform Mm. and we'll just pay you that up front yeah it's the same thing for like sony with ps plus right where they do their monthly games Mm -hmm. and like that's just a month which i feel like the cost shock of that is probably way less yeah, could you imagine like how much money that Microsoft has to shell out for like, hey, your game's like your AAA game, let, let's say Outriders, sure. is coming day and fucking date? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be doing some big kickbacks on that. But this is Microsoft. Yeah. A company that paid like so many billions of dollars to acquire Bethesda. Yeah. They have money to shell out. The, the, exactly. Yeah. They definitely do because they have their fingers in so many other pies, not just um, bad TVs no one wants and PlayStation. Yeah. They have it all up in my email. <laughs> and, and then I guess movies as yeah. well. Yeah. That's true. Outlook That's true. teams everywhere. Goddamn. Yeah. So uh, I got Game Pass playing mm-hmm. a couple of games that are really cool on there. Like Second Extinction is an early beta and the whole concept is... You shoot dinosaurs with your friends, and that's all I really need out of that game. Yeah. I tried to evangelize it on social media, and of course people are like, oh, this game has no content. Play Ark instead. I'm like, Ark conceptually is not the same at all. It just happens mm-hmm. to have dinosaurs. Go fuck yourself, sir. But Ark yeah. is soon to have Vin Diesel. Oh. So. Family. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar, we saw Fast 9. Yeah. Man, what a boring Yeah, it was pretty boring, two actually. and a half hours almost. Could you imagine stuffing so much action in a movie that it has like the opposite effect of intrigue and entertainment? That yeah, it's just I think boring? because you become like desensitized to it after a while. It's like being stuck at a fireworks show for like three hours. It's it's like it's just like when will this stop? Yeah, when will the fireworks stop? I could be getting old, but like loud noises and explosions just don't do it for me anymore. Ah, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that one. Yeah, I was I was just really bored throughout that one. John Cena was great though. Oh yeah, I amazing. wish he beat the shit out of Vin Diesel, but of course Vin Diesel has a contract where he pussies out and doesn't want to be shown getting bested in his own movies. Get out of here! Get out of here! Listen, man. he's got this moneymaker face he's got a yeah. music career to fucking be considering he can't be getting yeah. beat up by john cena i would pay more to see that please yeah. but john cena's out here doing like real live like fucking wrestling moves on top of a fucking Shoot, 20 yeah. axle yeah. tank i love like, seeing him yeah yeah so give him a spinoff yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> but second extinction looks really cool it is cool yeah. i've been playing uh we're of course in the midst of the steam summer sale as well so i've been downloading a bunch of fucking games like left and right and buying things for three dollars and just a wide range here's my new favorite thing um picking up ps3 slash 360 era games Mm -hmm. on pc because they look infinitely better on pc than they do (laughs) on me actually playing on a ps3 Mm -hmm. so i picked up castlevania lords of shadow part two for like 10 bucks because i haven't played it in years did they have part one they have part one okay uh i did not pick that one up because i was like you know what that one solidified in my mind because that's one of my favorite games part two is this uh nebulous entity where i remember you sneak as a rat, but then I watched a dev interview with uh, Mercury Steam, mm-hmm. excited for Metroid Dread, by the way, and they were like, you know, that's only like fucking 3% of the game, and yet every reviewer happened to write about the rat parts. It's only, like, it's upfront, yeah. and it doesn't happen for the rest of the game, but for God's sake, it's all anyone talks about. So I want to give them a second chance. Sure. 
I feel like that's a lot of games where if there's one segment or mechanic that sticks out in a glaring way, that's all people talk about. Right. Like there, there's a dungeon or palace rather in Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal that you become as rats <laughs> and solve puzzles. And a lot of people talk about it as like, <laughs> man, as like the palace is cool except the rat portion. And it always paints like a negative. Uh, I know about this dungeon and I have not beaten Persona 5. Yeah. Yeah. People are like that. It's not like or the water temple, for instance, in Ocarina. That's only oh, one of the, when they bring up the game, they go, oh, the fucking water temple. I'm like, you mean that fucking 15 minute segment out of that 30 hour game? Cool. I mean, it's like an hour dungeon, but it's it just, really? it's not as bad as people make it out to be. I think there are worse dungeons. I Yeah, I didn't think it was that <laughs> bad either, but, but okay. Go yeah, off, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I also picked up um, Binary Domain. Hmm. <laughs> if you know what it is. You're already smiling. If you have no idea, it's like a Sega game that's a cover shooter where you it's just too over the top to exist. You shoot a bunch of androids. I think the president gets shot in that one. Oh, but shit. But they are an android. Trump? Something weird happens. No, no. Aww. We could only be that lucky. Mm. But it's been cool. It's been really cool playing nice. PC stuff and uh, figuring that out and being able to change settings and shit. I picked up RE2 uh, remake on PC and mm-hmm. it looks great. Yeah. Looks great to be able to like change the shape. Like you could individually be like, hey, here's the resolution that I want. Here's the detailing on the shadow effects. I can even turn off the bloom on the lighting if I wanted Ooh. to or not. It's fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to fuck around with mods? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the next leap, I think. <laughs> Actually, like this is this is like my gateway drug, man. I want a tower. Oh. I want a fucking high-end tower. Throw an RTX 3090 in that son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, make that shit ray trace. Fucking throw around thousands of dollars and play fucking Battle Block Theater. Are you going to get a fucking, like, 72-inch curved monitor? Dude, I'm going to get a whole fucking room that projects on every wall. Wow. Okay? On every wall. And surround sound. I'm going I'm to run Crisis 1 and overheat it. Cool. Sounds pretty great. Yeah. Well, yeah, what else is new? Yeah. So before we jump into the news here, um, we have often done a segment called, um, what what do we call it? Article of the Week? Must Read of the Week? Um, yeah, it seems right. Article yeah. of the Week sounds fine. Yeah. I don't feel clever right now. No, we, we had like a kind of like staple name for it, but I guess we're going to go ahead and, and reboot this idea. So this is the Boot save make. room must fucking read of the week. Oh. It's over at Kotaku. Um, Did Rob it's... Zombie remake that? What the hell? No. <laughs> um, Patricia Hernandez came back to Kotaku as the editor-in-chief mm-hmm. and did a very kind of like detailed article about like you know her coming back and what it looks like now going forward for Kotaku, how she wants to kind of change like games journalism and coverage for the site. Go check it out. It's really cool. I actually like that she kind of came in with like a lot of transparency for her to use a lack of a better word roadmap for the site and kind of what they want to do going forward in terms of giving like the writers more agency and how they want to make sure they're, you know, representing more marginalized voices and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. check it out. It's a good read. It's a very good read. I read the whole thing. I think the interesting thing that was very um, forthright about it is her admitting that most of the people that come to our site aren't here to read our think pieces or articles. They're mm-hmm. there to like read guides or what have you. And we're at the mercy of the SEO gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yesterday was Facebook. Tomorrow is Google, you know, or t- sorry, yesterday was Facebook. Today is Google. Tomorrow, who knows what the fuck's going to happen, yeah. right? And her also saying that we also, despite trying to have diverse voices, a lot of our audience doesn't want that. In fact, we have a very antagonistic relationship with this gaming audience and we need to figure out a way to 
struggle through mm-hmm. that or you know just come to grips with it and our own way right i think it was super interesting talking about it. it was it felt like a state of the union for like um games journalism or games media i should say yeah which is interesting you don't really get that too often in terms of like editor-in-chiefs like laying stuff out there i think maybe game informer would do that from time to time i think it was was yeah. it andy mcnamara who would do stuff and like kind of like the preamble to like oh yeah, yeah yeah he, he would do that from now and again but for some reason i'm just like i'm not there with what game informer is these days mm-hmm. i don't know feels like they just don't have a like a critical enough voice yeah. in the industry they're they feel like the kind of thing that she was talking about which is this is just like tandem marketing mm-hmm. for the you know game publishers and we don't want to be that we don't want to be a marketing extension which is the criticism all games media gets mm-hmm. game informer is exactly that yeah that's true <laughs> yeah so there, there's a lot of like really chunky things that like i had kind of wanted a pull quote from it sure. but honestly there okay this is one line that stands out to me about like how people put themselves out there in terms of like the stuff they want to want to cover like you know whether it's like social topics or talking about the harder stuff like you know corruption within like a corporation or like abuse of power and stuff like that yeah it's just it's it's a really short line but she just says i do not want to tell my writers to grow thicker skin though inevitably they do i want the world to be a kinder place it shouldn't require bravery to write about fucking video games and like that's just like one bit of like many paragraphs that have like very kind of powerful like direction and words Mm -hmm. with them and it's it's true like you know these people just sign in and they overwork themselves to break stories or promote games and be critical of the industry. And they get so much backlash and people have to worry very like carefully about the words they choose when they're writing an article because like they might get doxxed or death threats. And it's like people don't need to be shouldn't have to be brave to just write about things they're passionate about. If they're just video games. Mm-hmm. So but I think people have coming been coming at it very slanted and uh, they see it as like kind of a. The social justice warrior fication of the site where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing more like, you know, think pieces on like, you know, minority struggles and stuff like that or politics and games. And it's like the stuff is so inherently like together as an idea mm-hmm. that like you can't it would be disingenuous not to talk about this stuff. I think it would be disingenuous for people to not write about people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think that's what again i don't want to like you know throw generalizations going like the majority of gamers are this way or the majority of what i've seen no there are very very vitriolic voices Mm -hmm. loud voices upfront voices that would prefer that these are discussions we don't have Mm -hmm. that you just focus on marketing the game essentially is what they're inadvertently asking for just just market the game for us that's all we want i think that's absolutely bullshit write my guide that's it yeah write my guide and it's a tough it's a tough position right like i think there was a time in my life um not the route hole too much for i wanted to be a part of games media i mean why do we why do we do this basically if not for that being the the ghost of a want sure <laughs> right it keeps me off the streets yeah it's true <laughs> you don't want me rowing on those streets mm-hmm. right but as i've uh grown and as i've seen what online is like for people especially people that put themselves under fire like this mm-hmm. i don't want any part of that i don't want to do that yeah you know i don't want to have to put on a brave face just to say i don't like kingdom hearts 2 yeah right you know like or like i like dmc devil may cry (laughs) yeah like and suddenly get fucking like torn apart or literally i just had a thought on twitter going like hey i think noah halley working on alien is cool and somebody replied immediately hashtag pronouns at me Mm -hmm. because i keep my pronouns in in my twitter bio cool imagine that except a thousand people coming Mm -hmm. at you for shit and it's like god what a this is like the roughest state 
to mm-hmm. be in games media? Like, why would anyone want to do it? Is is the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you have people coming at you and trying to weaponize your own opinions against you, as if it's bad to have like opinions about video games that go against the grain. It's not that serious. <laughs> it's really not that serious. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. You think these people were politicians making laws that would change people's lives? No, they're really just talking about like the fact that they thought Banjo Tooie was maybe an eight out of ten. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so like whatever. Yeah. It's rough, dude. Yeah. But, but power power to Patricia taking over. I think that'd be super interesting to see mm-hmm. what Kotaku does going forward. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go check it out. It is called, well, plainly, Hello Kotaku. It's me, your new EIC. So good stuff. Do you want to do some games marketing? Sure. Here we go. I got six items on the save room reports. Number one on here, and this one's going to give you some excitement. Mm. EA is remaking Dead Space probably maybe <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. jeff grubb of venture beat or maybe it's games beat no let's start over jeff grubb of grub snacks confirmed that ea motive <laughs> is remaking dead space ea motive is no stranger to space having co-developed star wars battlefront 2 and taken lead on last year's star wars squadrons pretty neat game by the way mm-hmm. got it on ps plus while EA has not commented on the matter, Grubb says Motive is taking cues from Capcom's remake of Resident Evil 2. This new Dead Space will use the original game's foundation, but modernize the visuals and likely add mechanics seen in its sequels. Hmm. EA has historically been bullish on developing single-player games by not, but Grubby notes that the success of titles like Jedi Fallen Order have softened their opinion. Plus, Capcom's recent dominance over the AAA horror market has EA jealous for those scare dollars. It's like a dollar, but scary. Ooh, spook bucks. <laughs> so this excites me. Mm-hmm. I think um, some people were like, why not just do a sequel? And I'm just like, dude, it's so far gone. And if you remember how Dead Space 3 DLCs ended, I don't, I, I forgive anyone for not remembering the mm-hmm. DLC to Dead Space 3, but they literally killed every human in the universe. Yep. So there's no sequel for Isaac there, okay? All they could do is like either a boot make, reboot, remake. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this one, if they're taking cues from RE2, that's a good direction. Oh, I agree. Now, Daniel, let me ask you, as the resident Dead Space fucking master, having gotten the platinum in not only Dead Space 1, but Dead Space 2. And Extraction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's a good rail shooter. I'm not arguing yeah. with you. How do you feel about EA dipping back into Dead Space? My, 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 my. How the turntables. Single player is dead. Single player is not dead. EA, fuck you for one. Two, thank you for bringing back Dead Space. Um, there were a bunch of rumors leading up to this rumor, which feels more of like, uh, you know, legitimate because it's Jeff Grubb and he's usually like on the money with his... Uh, you know, video game analyses. I like that Jeffy Grub Grub. Yeah. The, so there's supposed to be an EA play, I think, next... Well, it's this month now. It's July. Holy fuck. There's a couple of days of EA play, by the way. Yeah. They're doing, so, like, one on the 9th, 10th, and 12th or mm-hmm. some shit like that. So we Doesn't weren't matter. quite sure what it was going to be at first, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I would just be okay if they maybe just did, like, the Mass Effect, you know, Legendary Edition sure. uh, remaster port of all three original Dead Space games. That'd be perfect, right? But this reboot remake is actually a really cool idea for me. And it's different, right? Because what? Resident Evil 2 is a 1999 game that got remade 20 years later. Mm-hmm. 1998, but I forgive you. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said I forgive you. Sorry, sorry. You know, you're right. No. <laughs> Fuck. God. Ah! <laughs> Fucking flagellate myself now. But the original Dead Space <laughs> came out in like 2008 or mm-hmm. 2009. Like it 
you know, wasn't as far back. And like mechanically, like you and I had played it not too long ago. Yeah. And some of it's still like pretty solid, you know. Yeah, some of it's rough. But... Yeah, some of it's a bit rough. Um, this though, like they honestly don't need to do too much to like modernize it, right? Sure. Um, I think some of the stuff they should do is kind of like how Final Fantasy VII Remake did kind of a melding of like, you know, hybrid combat systems. Dead Space 1, great, right? But the gunplay is basic in comparison to 2 and 3, right? So I need them to meld all those gameplay ideas together in Mm -hmm. kind of a harmonious way. Like, you know, give me the, you know, Kinesis, Telekinesis module where I can like rip off limbs and throw them back because that was such a cool quality. I was in part 2, right? So like, you know, bring that because that made some of the fights like still harrowing right but it's just like fuck i'm out of ammo let me rip a limb off of a a necromorph and throw it back but i think this is cool because like dead space one while it did numbers like it's still like you know in in the genre of horror and i don't it didn't push like fucking you know god of war numbers right so not everybody got to play it and i think horror now having this kind of like resurgence thanks to like capcom's like push of stuff this is gonna get more people's attention on it Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think ea motive is a good studio for it you know i wish visceral was still around but like fuck you know yeah but i think ea motive will do a good job in terms of like bringing together elements that matter for it like their sound design team is really great and we need a good sound design for a remake like it needs to be like on that level of like Mm -hmm. re2 remake where like you know i'm playing in like you know surround sound and like every atmospheric sound is making me tense yeah the binaural sound exactly yeah, right yeah, yeah. um but honestly i just i want like just a melding of like you know hybrid systems from all the games obviously give it a prettier skin um i don't need the story to change too much to be yeah. honest because the first story is like you know it's it's solid in its presentation and introduction of like this new horror that we've never seen before for so, sure yeah for sure man this yeah. is exciting yeah no I'm i'm stoked for it I'm super stoked. And I think we had a conversation a couple of weeks back about how not to say that there aren't a lot of horror games out there. They are. But mm-hmm. there's like this gulf between Capcom being the only triple A horror developer. Mm-hmm. And then we go straight to like single A yep. and indie. Yep. <laughs> like there's no middle ground and there's no other triple A horror games right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, man, it'd be cool if another company you know, came in there and put some put some weight into it and then Mm. of course we get this i think this is super exciting i was also of the mind like i'd be okay with a trilogy remaster but i'm more than okay with like them actually trying to like remake this from the ground up Mm -hmm. and give us something new out of it i'd love to see things like uh even part three had the cool idea of like crafting weapons and upgrading and Mm -hmm. such which i think would be really really something that needs to be a part of like this new game as well Mm -hmm. to kind of add to the survival aspect of it all but yeah, I agree. Don't change the story too much. It's pretty straightforward and good. Mm-hmm. And it has a, you know, what's interesting is if you haven't played the original, it has a pretty good surprise at the end of it when mm-hmm. it comes to like, you know, Shyamalan twists, right? Yeah. So I'm into it. I'm super into it. EA Motive, I think it's a good fit. Um, yeah, there's not too much here that I'm just like, oh, that, unless they like came out of the gate saying like, oh, actually, this is a battle royale take on Dead Space. Oh, then, then I'd lose my fucking mind. But no, it sounds like this is a single player entry. Yeah. And they have no real intention of doing any kind of co-op, which is good. Which is very good. My worry would that be like over time, if they keep going the remake route for every entry, so Dead Space two and three, is yeah. that like slowly they will attach multiplayer or battle royale right. stuff to it? I hope not, because like that was the misstep of of two, I think, and then three. I don't mind the co-op component of three. I think it's 
pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like at that time for me, I wasn't playing a lot of games online. Whereas if that hit in the PS4 generation, you know, then I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll play this with a friend. Like you and I will stream it or whatever. And that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like other stuff, like quality of life stuff that I, I really want to see. I hope they keep the um, the waypoint system, mm. which is just really, it's good. Like you press, I, I think, down on the stick, so either R3 or L3, and it just highlights like uh, kind of um, a light guide for where you need to go objective-wise. Right. And it makes sense, like him being an engineer and a lot of like the stuff being kind of like, you know, <laughs> centric to like tram systems and stuff like that. And it just makes sense. And I hope they make the flight mechanics a little better too, like for that's true. the like zero G stuff. So yeah, if they improve a bit of that, but like it's one of those things where it's like, of course they're going to improve it, yeah. right? There's no way that they're just going to give us the same mechanics as the fucking original game. Mm. Like it's gonna it's gonna be improved. So yeah, I'm excited for it. And they seem to know how to make us not nauseous in space, as evidenced by Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I trust them a bit more to get the those segments like you mm. know in there and bacon been pretty nicely. But yeah, super exciting. I I'm I want that to actually be announced pretty soon so we see what the thing is yeah i just i hope this brings about a new fervor for the franchise and that they keep doing stuff with it i hope they sell better than they did originally yeah that was again i I really want to put out there they sold well Mm -hmm. but not well enough for triple a development yeah you and i were talking about this like when the rumors started coming out as to like you know what the second and third one sold and like the third one didn't even really break a million units no it didn't yeah um the the second game sold better than the original two to one, mm-hmm. but still like not to the EA expectation of like, you need to be giving us like 8 million unit like blockbusters, right? That's not what happened with mm-hmm. those games. And the third one just did not resonate enough. I think part of that is because EA's marketing was fucking goofy for it. Mm-hmm. And their whims and wishes also kind of hurt the vision for that series, right? Yeah. So Dead Space 1 uh, worldwide to date has sold over 1 million copies that's it dead space 2 4 million yeah that's on the low low dog dog that's that's on the low low but that's also kind of that time where like horror was still pretty niche i think people when they were going for their third person shooters it was more like call of duty like sure shooter games like military call duty shooter man (laughs) (laughs) and i think now with kind of like the balloon of like twitch streamers right who play horror games like Uh. i feel like if that was a thing in like 2008 it probably would have gotten way more traction sure but sure 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 maybe yeah i think maybe this is the right time for this series Mm -hmm. to hit again right so we'll see yeah speaking of horror my friend (gasps) i got number two on here so scary Bloober team and Konami are teaming up for something. Okay. So we have we have no fucking clue. Cool. But let's talk about it. Bloober team, the horror focus studio that brought you Layers of Fear, Blair Witch, and the Medium, are partnering with Konami. Konami, of course, are the rights holders to legendary IPs such as Contra, Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, and Silent Hill. Hmm. What are they working on together? Well, uh, according to the press release, quote. Select contents and the exchange of know-how. End quote. Ooh, sexy. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck that means? <laughs> they're, they're just gonna they're gonna hang out on the weekends. Yeah. What what is this? <laughs> gonna trade insider secrets. Well, let's get some marketing quotes out of the way for this one. Um, this one comes from. 
Piotr Babiano, <laughs> that's a great name, president of Lubertine, he says, quote, It is a historic day for me and the culmination of several years of our work. The fact that such a renowned company as Konami, all caps, has decided to strategically cooperate with the Bloober team means that we also joined the world leaders in gaming. What the fuck, dude? Hang on, what the fuck? I'm gonna call it Audible right there, doggy dog. <laughs> world leaders in gaming? Do you mean the world leaders of pachinko machines? <laughs> yeah, they used to be. <laughs> and become an equal partner for the leading players in this market. The statement means nothing. Here's a better statement that also means nothing from uh, President of Konami Digital Entertainment, Mr. Hideki Hawakawa. He says, quote, we look forward to combining Bloober teams and our respective characteristics and strengths to create high quality contents. Jesus Lord. Anyway, I like that quote better, though. I think that's a better. It's cleaner. It's cleaner, right? (laughs) The world leaders. Get the fuck out of here. I think a world leader would make Metal Gear survive. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so of course um a lot of people are upset at yeah. this news and when i say a lot of people a lot of nerds that give too much gas to the silent hill franchise which only has two good titles mm-hmm. out of a hundred bad ones yep. now <laughs> i know these are strong words but i want to put it in perspective people are upset that it isn't kojima working on silent hills which to my rebuttal is that was a motherfucking long shot that he would ever get back in bed with konami after the very public Mm -hmm. falling out that he had at the end of metal gear solid 5's development right two people are upset that the rumorings of sony putting together uh their own team silent using Mm -hmm. original members from the first game uh this is not that either Mm -hmm. now i understand that one the ultimate preference would be that the guys that originally made the fucking franchise would be working on a reboot of the franchise, mm-hmm. right? But I get that disappointment. I don't think Bloober deserves to be dragged, though. No. They're a studio that has gotten progressively better at making horror games, mm-hmm. and more to the point, atmospheric horror games. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere is what they do, baby. That's their bag. And the medium is one of the most interesting games that they've released out of their catalog. They're mm-hmm. getting better and better. Now, you can go back to a a quote from GameIndustry.biz that came out, I think, a little bit last year. They've been working on a specific IP for a year with a renowned developer. Looks like we know who that is now. Mm -hmm. And they've been scaling their business in order to take on more kind of mechanical conceits and games, Mm -hmm. including action. So that seems to me, that tells me, the studio knows they need to shore the fuck up to handle something like Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. I think this is all perfectly fine. Give them a goddamn shot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, so what are, what are your thoughts on this? Them I mean, handling a Silent Hill, potentially. I think you, you got most of the the more poignant, like, standout points out of the way first there, right? Like, Bloober Team does great atmosphere core. Yeah. Um, that's primarily what Silent Hill is as a franchise. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and say Silent Hill was ever a great game mechanically. <laughs> no. Um, no. It's only ever gotten atmosphere right. Yeah. Those games play, like, trash. Um... And I think Bloober has proven themselves title to title that they are only improving, like you said. And mm-hmm. this is this is good. I think this is a good opportunity to show themselves here and have like proper backing to make a triple A horror title. Because I feel like a lot of their efforts have been kind of like double A. Yeah. You know. Um, and if I mean I don't know 
the people on the Bluebird team, obviously. I don't know a lot of people. You know Piotr? I don't know Piotr. Piotr? And his, and his marketing. with world leaders. Well, good for him. I'm not... I'm working with local He's leaders. working with who in the UN to make a Silent Hill game? <laughs> Is Biden in on this? Oh, no. That limp dick doesn't do anything. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It's for bomb kids, probably. That's like a president thing to do. But I think having like konami financial backing now right and kind of like the assets and pachinko money. yeah having that good pachinko money to go pachink ching and make some good uh silent hill stuff i think it's i think it's good I think it's um, cool. yeah i mean who knows what it'll really be i i honestly think they could probably do like what they've already kind of done you know make like a six to eight hour like you know reeled in horror experience mm-hmm. um i'm sorry to the piss babies you know pt was an experiment a triple rainbow it was a unicorn it was that's it that's all it ever was it was just it was a demo it was never a fucking game and i'm right. sorry that it didn't happen boohoo move on fantastic demo yeah oh i'll give it that great now, let me let me clarify my statements about uh the the greater whole of silent hill i want people to take off this nostalgia armor that they put on this franchise because mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. Yeah. There's a lot of bad Resident Evil games. Sure. It's gone through some growing pains. The only difference between these two series is that one of them's still around. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean one's better than the other. In fact, I think there's a lot of cool ideas in Silent Hill yeah. that were fucking great. And the ones that are my absolute favorite are part two. Mm-hmm. Part two is my favorite yeah. out of all That's of them. That's great. And then part three, which I think also carried on a lot of the core conceits from part two that really worked for mm-hmm. me. Those games are deeply flawed in a lot of different ways, but I I think they stuck with people's imagination so hard because they showed us something like a deeper, more, I guess, how do you say, uh, a thoughtful take on horror that we weren't used to in games. Yeah. It wasn't campy. Yeah. It was horrifying because it was like, it didn't want to just scare you. It wanted to unnerve the fabric of your being. And I understand that that has cemented itself but if you look at the greater franchise there's a lot of fucking just dopey games a lot of things that a lot of studios got into bed with it made stuff like downpour which i think is okay but still not really well received and homecoming which mm-hmm. is just mix across the bag sure and even four people are like oh, i don't know some people are like it's amazing and some people are like i don't know about that one right mm-hmm. um so when we're talking about like oh bluebird can't meet this benchmark of an inconsistent franchise that's been dormant for fucking nearly a decade Mm -hmm. no i think they're more than equipped i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry to say like they're more than equipped to take this on right now that's not to say that they may make a game that doesn't resonate with fans of the classics Mm -hmm. very likely in fact i'm used to gamers not liking anything new about anything (laughs) sure right resident evil 7 and 8 are some of the most well-received games in the franchise and Mm -hmm. people fucking hate them because they're not one two or three Mm -hmm. and i think to this extent people are always going to hate whatever happens with silent hill if it's not Team Silent, mm-hmm. one, two, and three, right? I get that, but sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Team Silent scattered to the wind, and the director and a few of the developers are working on their own cool project. By the way, do you, do you know about this one? Mm-mm. They're working on their own original survival horror game. Oh, cool! I'm more fascinated to see whatever they do with that mm-hmm. than them going back to the drawing board with Konami, yeah. right? I don't know. Yeah, because that's obviously like a been there, done that for them. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where if. Oh, man, how should I say this? Hmm. So I think of something like Dead Space, right? We'll go back to that, right? If another studio came along and said, hey, we're going to like another publisher, I I should say, is going to come along and be like, yeah, we're going to redo it. Like if Capcom came along and said, we're going to, you know, reboot Dead Space, people would love that, right? Maybe. Um, On the flip side, I think if somebody like, say Zelda, right? 
if a different company came along and Sony was like, yeah, we're going to make a fucking Zelda game. That would be like really weird for a lot of Nintendo fans. Sure. So I think it's people's like brand loyalty to Konami and originally what Silent Hill was. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, those days are long gone. We haven't had a Silent Hill game in how many years, like well over a decade. Right. <clears throat> so it's time to like, just move on from that and like, let those games be what they were. Right. I played Silent Hill two Well, after a lot of people did, I played it in 2013 and I think there are parts of it that are really effective horror in terms of like being that kind of Eastern take on like psychological horror, like visually and sound wise, it's a fucked up game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Bloober has the chops to deliver something like that. I, I hope it's not like, you know, a first person like hide and seek game where pyramid mm. head is chasing you around an apartment block the entire time. I want it to be that same sort of like, we're going to do fixed perspectives. You know, we're going to have a main character that is a fucking person. Right. And give it that sort of like full on horror feel. Like I I don't want it to be that full on, like, you know, just first person narrative hide and seek sort of game. Layers of fear. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Or what they've done before. Yeah. What's funny is it reminds me of, um, I read uh, Mike Drucker's book for boss fight books. Yeah. 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 Of Silent Hill two. And he said that honestly, Silent Hill 2 originally, like, kind of set the precedent for horror walking sims, like, almost a decade plus before that became a thing, yeah. right? And the only difference is the game did have combat, mm-hmm. but the combat was, well, one, bad, and two, more importantly, not the real not the real focus that of the game. The point, yeah. It was more about the exploration and kind of taking in the atmosphere of the entire game. And so I don't think it's a leap for whatever new iteration to be what that game was trying to do Mm -hmm. and be that like, maybe not hide and seek, but at least like this is more of an atmospheric. I'm going through a narrative based thing instead of like, there's going to be like guns and resident evil S combat. In fact, I would feel like that'd be a little dishonest to silent Hill. If they tried to do it where it's like, this is re two remake with pyramid head. Yeah. I don't think that's what it's going to be at all. Right. So it, again, it's not an enviable job to figure out how do we take all the great parts of Silent Hill, but modernize it to something that people actually want to fucking play in like 2022 or 2023, whenever mm-hmm. you have it, right? Um, so, yeah, Godspeed. No, I think they <laughs> they have their work cut out for them. And for sure. regardless of what they do, they're going to get criticized in one, criticism one way or another for it. I hope whatever they come up with comes from a place of passion and love. Because obviously, like, if yeah. you're wanting to work on a Silent Hill game obviously you are fans of the franchise right you're just not doing this just for the fuck of it i don't think you could be making horror games if you aren't inspired by, by silent hill or, by like silent yeah, hill exactly. or re or clock tower or yeah. motherfucking dino crisis 2 specifically mm-hmm. um i mean maybe that's a deeper cut for people <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah yeah i mean they have their their workout cut out for them but i think they they have a knack for contextual horror narrative horror and yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with it. Yeah, I actually think this at. is I'm cooler than Konami developing it themselves. Right. So right. That's just my pretty turn. sure they gutted all their dev teams anyway. Yeah. But we'll see as it comes. Right now, they're just sharing know-how. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I got a number three. Speaking of Kojima, oh, Kojima is in negotiations with Microsoft to make stuff. This is something else that's going to piss people off. Well, hang on. This episode's going to make people mad. Good. At least it makes them feel something again. Mm. I guess we're beyond the days of simple game announcements, and now we're reporting on the intention to make games. <laughs> Fucking weird, but okay. GamesBeat or VentureBeat or GrubsBeat reports that Kojima Productions and Microsoft have signed a letter of intent to maybe possibly make a game. This is this is my favorite kind of hmm. news, by the way. We've met 
dot 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 (laughs) the two parties have been in talks for months and microsoft has actually gone out of its way to prepare for the type of game that could only spill out of kojima's fucked up mind microsoft very recently hired portal developer kim swift to oversee cloud-based games jeffy grubb in the hub says she was explicitly hired to assist with kojima's next title her last job by the way was at stadia working on cloud cloud cloud-based uh as well very cool so this is, um, I think, interesting. I think when you say Kojima, a lot of people have a very instant PlayStation connection in their mm-hmm. mind. Of course. But now he's in bed with the old MS talking to Philly Spence saying, I want to be in the clouds. And they're like, listen, Cloud Atlas, we got you, baby. <laughs> we got Azure. We got Kim Swift. We got this fucking fridge. Let's make it happen, right? I think it's a savvy move for Kojima Productions, mm-hmm. um, and I don't care. Fucking make games wherever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. I'll probably follow and figure out what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those things where it's like wherever Kojima goes, the people will follow. Yeah. Right? He's like this fucking... If you're a fan of his work. <laughs> gaming dev savant that like the, the masses just like flock to. I think some of his concepts are a little like out there and pretentious. Um, sure and half-baked but i think like he he does really try and like imbibe all of his influences and then turn out a product reflective of that Mm -hmm. Uh, he's he's a media sponge and then we wring him dry into into a fucking disc so (laughs) i know this is gonna piss a lot of people off because it's like oh but you know kojima playstation it's like well he's still gonna do shit with playstation i don't think this is like him signing away exclusivity right right and Correct me if I'm wrong, there had been Kojima games on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. That is so true. Like, Metal Gear Solid has made its way to Xbox back in the day. Yeah. So, so it's not completely like, yeah. you know, out of the ordinary to see him working with them. I don't think so. I think it played Revengeance on the 360, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. So as for like what this could be, I want it to be a Kojima weird spin on sci-fi cloud gaming gone wrong. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. He, he's going to predict the latest cloud gaming world virus that's gonna happen oh but he doesn't want to be the nostradamus of video games too late anymore. he is he, he said that to jeff Keeley. you remember at the uh summer uh yeah. jamboree yeah, yeah where he's like oh sorry that death stranding uh predicted covid but, you know <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah predict the next disaster kojima um i can't even fucking fathom or imagine what the next kojima game is and that's yeah. why people follow him because that's he, he's an interesting mind you know mm-hmm. who would have predicted that my man would follow up metal gear solid with here is a walking game where you're a delivery man yeah. <laughs> like who also there's some weird creatures troy baker looks great in eyeliner <laughs> and this guy has a fucking skull mask he's great i yeah. love this guy <laughs> <laughs> what is that die hard man <laughs> die hard man yeah. so fucking fun here's here's my director friends they're all important to the plot <laughs> so i let him go fucking nuts whatever this project is it's probably years and years out sure. from us getting our hands on it but yeah, I don't care where it is. PC, Xbox, fucking Switch. I will play a Kojima game. Maybe get somebody else to write the uh, women characters. Sure. But uh, yeah, otherwise I'm on board. Do you think... Because mm. I, I, my original question, which you've already answered, was like going to be like, oh, what do you think it could be? I don't fucking know. Exactly. Do you think, though, this is maybe his continuation and evolution of what he dubs the Strand game? Oh, I hope. <laughs> you know? I hope, like dog. Like a crazy social living single player game yeah, that's dude, also a multiplayer game. I feel game. like Death Stranding gave us like the first draft for a Strand game and now he wants to be fucking hardwired to the cloud? Yeah. This man is dangerous up there, dude. 
Like, what is he going to give us? He's going to give us this interconnected Kojima-verse. Yeah. Okay? Like, we're going to be fucking... I, I don't know. I can't even imagine. Could you imagine what kind of a social-based game that he would make after this? I don't know. Like, Death Stranding, like, its social component was fascinating to mm. see people, like building towers that made music or building umbrellas so you can hide from the rain or building bridges together building bridges across america i like what i don't know you're you're probably to play the condensation that makes clouds heavy so that you can make other people's worlds rain or some shit like that yeah. it's gonna be some fucking nutso thing that he's gonna yeah. come up with that also has poor writing yeah somebody's gonna have a line that says i'm cloudy but not that cloudy <laughs> Is this what they call cloud strife? Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm on board for it. I hope it has dinosaurs, though. Okay. I want to see Kojima with dinosaurs. I don't know. I want to play as Kojima. That should be the next game. Play as Kojima trying to make, like, a fucking world-renowned AAA video game. A Kojima AR game. Oh, my Where you see things through his lens. I fucking love it. But, yeah, that's it. There you Mm. go. I got a number four in here for you, dog. Hmm. Remedy is working on new control games. I said plural games. Wow. No, I said games plural style. So is it new control like or new control game? They're working on controls. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the marvelously weird, supernaturally charged world of control is growing. Remedy Entertainment and publisher 505 Games have announced plans to make two new games in the control universe. The first is a co-op spin-off code named Condor. That, what does a Condor sound like, actually? Oh wow! I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many bird sounds because like, the thing is, like, they're yeah, they're in and out before I can even register that they're there. Condors? Yeah. Whew, scary. <laughs> like in your room? <laughs> yeah, they're snatching all my shit. I gotta keep fucking Clementine bolted to the bed. <laughs> Well, uh, Remedy describes the game as PVE, meaning players versus the environment, which is really cool huh. concept that kind of kind of jives when you're talking about the uh, what's the setting of uh, Control again? The the it's not the bureau, the oldest house, the oldest house. Yeah, yes. I mean it is in the the Federal Bureau of Control. Well, the, so they are the bureau, mm-hmm. the bureau. Mm-hmm. It's a hard word to spell and say. Anyway, an internal team called Vanguard is spearheading spearheading development. Game director Michael Kasurinen, nailed it, wrote on Remedy's blog the following. We get that there's going to be skepticism about multiplayer, but I believe we can create shared experiences without compromising the unique DNA of who we are or the stories we want to tell. Yes, we need to rethink our angles, our techniques, our mindset, but we see it as an exciting challenge. What would a Remedy multiplayer game look like? End quote. The second project is a, quote, bigger budget control game, end quote, <laughs> that may feature a new character and location. However, more details will be teased at a later date. So that sounds like Control 2. Yeah, that definitely sounds like Control 2. Which is a little further out than this other thing. They actually have, um, like, teaser art for Condor. Hmm. Uh, Four-player, multiplayer, you look like you're playing as bureau agents, and uh, you're probably going to be fighting lamps and floating about. Yeah, it's probably. Be very cool. I mean, I think it's probably just going to be expansion of what we got with Expeditions. Sure. Which is... Like, you playing as Jesse Faden and doing these kind of, like, horde wave type scenarios where you have, like, objectives and things you need to kind of, like, get through to progress to the next point to kind of, like, lock down an area. So I think, yeah, you could honestly almost treat this, like, you know, control with, like, a raid mode, right? Like, you have people coming together to do these PvE stuff and solve puzzles together and, you know. Yeah, interesting it's a standalone game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that they're baking it out and they seemed like they, I don't want to say the evil word. 
I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Seems like they're trying to make it a service game. Mm. So I know that makes people immediately suspicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, The live service industry has given us such hits as Godfall Mm. and And Fortnite. The Avengers. What could have been? (laughs) Daniel, what could have been? Where Kevin abandons Marvel's Avengers? I, I'm not what surprised that you abandon it. You why, know, why, now why, the why day that somebody like Greg life? Miller abandons it, that's awesome. how you know. That's the darkest. The day. ice caps are melting and the Gulf is on fire. Wait, it is. Yeah, it is. That was horrifying. Huh. That was like something out of control. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> wow. But multiplayer. That's not even a pun. I mean, like out of the game control. Yeah. I'm not trying to say it got out. Of, it was out of control. <laughs> like a multiplayer control, like it's ready made. I think the only problem the with mechanics, it, though. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, yeah, the PS5 upgrade version of Control, like the Ultimate Edition, like really made it play better. I still got to play that. And made the mechanics feel tighter, even though they were basically the same. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be cool. It's just probably going to be this thing where there, if you have four people and the amount of enemies and projectiles and telekinesis and shit flying around that's going to be happening, it's going to be a lot of on-screen commotion. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it might get a little nuts though. Yeah, so yeah. they have to like. It's true. He, like he's saying, they have to rethink yeah. all of their techniques and everything they do, right? And build it around the fact that, yo, there's four floaties people going around shooting at fog monsters. Mm-hmm. Let's fix this up. I would love to see not just stuff in the oldest house, however. Mm-hmm. Fucking go to Brightfall, doggy dog. Yeah. I mean, it, it controls in the Alan Wake universe. Give me mm-hmm. that weirdness. Or even better yet, Daniel, Daniel, I just thought of it. Mm. You know how they have to go on little expeditions to control these objects of power? Yeah. There you go. That's your gameplay loop. Mm. We got to go out and extract these things like in a town that's been taken over by some sort of creature or, or a lamp that went crazy. That's pretty cool. Stuff like that's that. Good idea. Fucking... You should be a game dev. I am a game dev. Wow. I just developed it for them. They listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, I'm interested in it. Yeah. I, um, I honestly do want to see them, not even just with this, obviously with a sequel, sequel too, go to different towns because a lot of it was like, here's our scaled town version of Brightfall. Yeah. Right. Where it's like here, it's like a cross section with like, you know, replicas and remodels of like what Brightfall looked like. Um, Control two. I think that that sequel has to have Jesse Faden in it, no matter what. Yeah. Right. As the director. I'm not very interested in not having Jesse in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like her story is not done. Her story with her brother Dylan, I felt like left on such a weird note. Sure. that like there's still more there now if you want to introduce me like maybe do this like open up like a prologue first chapter maybe where you have this other character who comes across like you know an altered world event or an object of power and then jesse has to kind of go and do recon and then like you kind of switch perspective it could be something like that in part two yeah yeah, yeah introduce new characters that's mm-hmm. fine fucking have max Payne show for all i care right maybe i mean he, they made him hmm. rockstar owns him though bring back dr darling oh man <laughs> dr darling was great you know what i didn't realize mm-hmm. uh our our good friend of the show nick you can mm-hmm. find him at twitch.tv slash make monsters right and now. you should he's literally right now playing control and stream yeah. by the way <laughs> he told me that oh you know dr darling is uh the guy who played alan wake mm-hmm. i was like what i had no idea it fucking blew my mind and then i was like when you listen to it you're like oh i hear it yeah you're right yeah that dude crushed that role by the way oh yeah crushed it because it's like you get these weird like moments with him where you're not sure what he's doing and then these weird 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 moments where he's like playing guitar and singing and doing nutso and stuff yeah Yeah. i i I love the vibrant weirdness of that game i want more of it so badly what do you want to see the sequel do 
The sequel, oh man, that's a good question. I think I would love to delve deeper into whatever the, because like we saw these weird eldritch like figures in the original game, these big mm. boss monsters, right? Yeah. Give me more of that. Where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. What is their world? What is the connection? To, is the oldest house a bridge to that, or is it the source? Like, tell me more about that. Like, I want to get into it harder. <sighs> they talk about that a little bit in the Foundation yeah. DLC, right? Yeah. Do they just outright tell you what it is, or that there's like kind of a connection between like uh, God, the pyramid, uh, the board, and then like something happening underneath the oldest house? Mm-hmm. I think some of the messaging of what they try to do with it was kind of lost on me because I don't think like the story was completely clear. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you'd go deeper on that. Yeah, you definitely could. But also give me weirder powers in the sequel because like you you're like a float jedi with a gun but like imagine if like you could convert your arms to like fog spears and shit like that yeah and go like nuts cool. with it right like more manipulation of like elements yeah. and environments yeah actually it'd be cool if they introduced a little bit of melee into uh control yeah i mean it had a little bit just a yeah. bit yeah and then like when you get the levitation to the ground slam later on that was pretty cool but yeah do you do you start the sequel with those powers or will that be overwhelming to new players? Do you do the Batman Arkham City and go, here's every gadget from the first game, you know? I mean, I don't know. I feel like you have to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Unless you have to Unless it's one of those things where, like, if you take Jesse out of the oldest house, right. does it take away our powers, you know? You know they're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Take me on the ride, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like this scratches, like, my X-Files itch, you mm-hmm. know, for that just weird media that has a little bit of a procedural bent to it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I love it. I love what... Control's, like, one of my favorite games of all time. Control was, like, a throwback to that, like, Xbox 360, PS3 era of, like, horror sci-fi games, like Dead Space, where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's broken into chapters, and it's very much streamlined of, like, you're doing, like, one or two objectives per chapter to move the story at, like, kind of a bullet train pace. Yeah. Like, that story goes by so fast. It was also... It brings <laughs> it back to that era of, like, here's a weird concept that we know may not be, like, super marketable, yeah. but it's still, like, we believe in it. I love that shit, right? uh yeah i want more control mm-hmm. i want to be out of control i want to ask you this next thing though yeah do you want more ghost of Tsushima? the answer <laughs> is yes but if you start adding asterisks to how <laughs> i get it <laughs> it might hurt it a little bit so yeah this is a fun one so number five is sucker punch has announced ghost of Tsushima director's cut for ps4 and ps5 Ooh. Ooh. Releasing on August 20th, the Director's Cut will feature new story content set on the nearby island of Iki. Did I get that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Brand new island, right? Because I feel like we weren't there before. We weren't at all. The former Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. (laughs) I like that you still call him that years (laughs) later. (laughs) He'll never lose it. (laughs) He shared details in the PlayStation blog, stating, quote, In this new story, Jin travels to the island to investigate rumors of a Mongol presence. But soon, he finds himself caught up in events with deeply personal stakes that will force him to relive some traumatic moments from his past, end Mm. quote. Now, here's where we get into the nitty gritty about what's going on here, all right? Like, I had to get the breakdown from, like, the blog. So, here's what it is. If you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, you can pre-order an upgrade to Director's Cut on PS4 for $19.99 U.S. dollars, right? Boom. This will be available on August 20th. Cool. Now... If you bought the director's cut 
for PS4. Mm-hmm. If you do this on August 20th, if you buy that director's cut for 20 bucks, you'll be able to upgrade to the director's cut on PS5 at any time for an additional $10. Okay, are you are you with me? Okay, wait, hold on. Are you with me? So wait, I can buy the director's cut on PS4 for $20. Right. And then I can upgrade Well, to you the... can upgrade to the director's cut on PS4 for $20 if okay. you have the game already. But then I can upgrade to the PS5 version from the director's cut for $10 more? $10 more. So that's $30. That's $30. And, and then here we go. Here we go for broke, right? <laughs> okay. You can also upgrade directly from the original PS4 edition God. to the director's cut on PS5 for $30. It shakes out the same either way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't you just do that? Um, you may not have a PS5. Mm. That would actually buy, be exactly why you would not do that. <laughs> Sorry, I said that from a place of privilege. Yeah, as a, I heard it. As a house that has two average PS5s, you know. Oof, man. Uh, this is the classism that Cerny gave us. Cernyism. Mm. Listen, <laughs> we are the discerning customer. Right. I don't know how to discern this shit. <laughs> Basically. I hate it. Yeah, it's a little weird, the value prop, because in my mind, it's like, well, you're already hard linking the PS5 upgrade to this DLC content. Mm-hmm. If we go back to what Final Fantasy VII Remake did this year, well, they didn't. They mm-hmm. just said, hey, if you have it, you can upgrade to the PS5 edition for free. And then they're like, but if you want that Yuffie DLC, give us 20 bucks, yeah. right? Okay, that's fair. I'll pay for your additional content. Mm-hmm. They're, they're technically making us pay for the upgrade, yeah. which I think is fucked. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too, especially looking at how Xbox is handling it with fucking right. smart delivery. And like, of course I'm going to get mad. I, do I think that there's a big value prop here? Yeah, I mm-hmm. do overall, but it's the inconsistency with what everyone's doing and with what Sony's been doing because they created this fucking weird ecosystem where we can't, like you said, we can't do smart delivery. Mm -hmm. So it's stupid now where it's like, well, these guys gave me their upgrade for free. Why are you making me pay for it? And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we just believe in the story of, no, 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 shut the fuck up. Why are you making me pay for a PS5 upgrade? What, what did we both just do, Daniel? We both bought copies of Neo 2 for the PS4 mm-hmm. for 20 fucking dollars mm-hmm. so that we could upgrade for free to the PS5 yep. edition. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cheapest way to do it. I think this is going to happen a lot for like yeah. the last year of PS4 exclusives probably. Sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got something similar for The Last of Us Part 2 where they're like, hey, we're going to do a director's cut edition oh. because like we're also getting what? Oh. Death Stranding director's cut. And oh, this, yeah. This is going to mm-hmm. be this new thing that is like akin to like the remaster of the PS3, PS4 era, where it's like, how do we milk these already existing games more than we already have? Yeah, let's just make them pay an extra thirty bucks yeah. for it. Also, the the <laughs> thing you just you, you nailed it too. These games are called so Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima are called Director's Cut. Mm-hmm. That's not what that means. No, this is new content. This is new content <laughs> you made. They didn't look at it and say we have to cut this for the sake of like pacing yeah. it's not a movie don't use movie terms it's stupid you could just bill it as dlc definitive edition is what we landed on Thank a you. thousand years Thank ago you, you idiots <laughs> or what complete we, edition what are we doing with director's yeah. cut this whole fucking prestige <laughs> thing that sony's doing is just too pretentious for me i'm sorry mm-hmm. like stop it director's cut director's cut are you are you are y'all really serious <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's a cool name and concept, and obviously, like, film has been doing it forever, right? But it just feels like a misnomer here. It's just such a PR fucking yeah. thing. It's pure marketing. It's so stupid. Stop it. This pure is, like, one of the things that I hate Sony most for. I hate, like, how they try and, like, remarket and squeeze every dollar yeah. out of people and have weird messaging about it. It's definitely that, like, Eastern, you know, yeah. Eastern, like, financial, like, brain where it's like, how do we keep milking it? Mm-hmm. 
You're telling me that the director's original intention was for it to be on PS5, and they cut it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. But overall, overall, yeah. if we if we go to the game itself, of course I want more content for this game. Mm-hmm. I, Ghost of Tsushima was one of my absolute favorites. I think it was my second favorite game last year, right below Final Fantasy VII. Right? Pretty sure. I'd have to go back to the list. Well, it's dead now. It's gone. I think yeah. it was number two. Maybe. Yeah, if I it, love that game. If it wasn't that, then it might have been Miles Morales, but... Or Yakuza. Uh, that might have been my number three. Number four was Yakuza, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Ranking doesn't matter. No. I loved all of those games. Hmm. Now, I'm interested in this extra content. Yes. I really want to know. And of course, I want to play the PS5 upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I also hear that there's more Legends content, which, fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Legends was the shit. Legends is legendary. Yeah. Legends <laughs> no, that was, was good. Legends director Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I love this sort of like, endless support for ghost of tsushima it shows that sucker punch really loves the product and that obviously sony has faith in it and wants to keep putting it out there the fact that like legends was a thing that nobody knew about and then it just got fucking shadow dropped like yeah like fucking it's great Jin the ghost came in and just fucking threw that upgrade on all of our consoles like now you play multiplayer with your friends it was so great <laughs> like it was awesome and extra content is like a good thing for sure but it's I cut content, whatever. Yeah, an extra island <laughs> it was on the cutting room up. floor. Apparently, <sighs> just call it a fucking DLC. My god, <laughs> messaging bitches. But I honestly like, I'm not super like hyped on this idea. Like, I don't really? think I'm gonna get this at all. Oh, at all? Yeah, huh? I had my time with Ghost of Tsushima, like the main game. I loved it. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm holding out for the sequel whenever that's gonna be. Right? That's fair. That's I just, fair. I want to play that story, right? You know. I might get it. Oh, I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> You'll buy anything that has a fucking price tag on it. <laughs> what? That's not true. I didn't get any of those Cabela games. <laughs> Deep sea hunting. Big buckshot. The only kind of deer that's the most dangerous is a sea monster deer. <laughs> but it becomes a little human boy that sings on the land for some reason. Oh. That was a mixed reference. Yeah, what was that reference? <laughs> Luca. Yeah, okay, I was, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, may, I think you're most confused. You're like, you didn't see Luca. Yeah, How are you referencing well, it? Well, you saw me seeing Luca last <laughs> night because I watched it before bed. And I saw parts of uh, uh, Christian Man's, the Christian Chris's, the Tomorrow War. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christian Chris. That's his new name. Hmm. <laughs> well, this is cool. In essence, this is cool. More Ghost of Tsushima. In essence, shit. but their messaging just is, made it so fucking... Yeah. Cr- when you need to have a fucking Excel chart to figure out, like, how I'm supposed to upgrade against, mm-hmm. like, what version, yeah, you need to probably just make it a little cleaner for your for your customer. Yeah. Like, I, I would have just said, like, hey, why can't we just upgrade for free? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we hurting for cash? What's well, happening? Even as is, right? The whole process of, like, upgrading your existing PS4 games... Two PS5 games, right? Where it's like, okay. Pain in the ass. I ha- Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I will say it every time. I had to install the PS4 version. I had to upload my PS4 save data to the cloud. I had to switch over to the PS5 version. Download it. And then download my PS4 from uh, save data from the cloud. Boom. Like, fucking four steps. You could have just built a fucking PC in that time. Yeah. You could be playing PC games. I could be. I could be playing Second Extinction. Yeah, or the first one even too first extinction yeah oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway 
I got a number six on here. For sure. That, is this the last one? This is the last one. Let's close Whoa. it out. Let's close this wow. shit out, man. Wow. Yeah, Under- trying to be punchy, dog. This is crazy. Trying to be punchy here. Number six, more Sony shit. Sony has acquired Housemark and apparently Blue Point. We'll get into that in a second. Because <laughs> it's this is really so funny. funny. Yeah. It is really funny. So, after a string of PlayStation exclusive titles, the latest of which being the Eternal Roguelike Returnal, mm-hmm. Sony has popped the financial question to Housemark Games, and she said yes. Oh, oh. once a baby. I don't know. Alar- <laughs> Alari? Are the- I can never tell if that's two I think eyes it's Alari. or two Okay. Yeah. Alari? Oh, this is worse. Kutanin! <laughs> Shit! Uh, co-founder and managing director of Housemark had this to say about the acquisition. Go ahead. How many How many eyes are in this name? They're Swedish, right? Uh, they're Finnish. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Oh! <laughs> Whoa, that was good. Yeah. You got me good on that one, yeah. dog. Were you planning that? Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) Okay. Their quote is, uh, (laughs) that's pretty good though. We are so excited to finally join the PlayStation Studios family. Mm -hmm. Ugh, family. This gives our studio a clear future and a stable opportunity to continue delivering on gameplay-centric approaches. I like that. While still experimenting with new methods of narrative delivery and pushing the boundaries of this modern art form. Locally here in Helsinki, this also means that we will officially expand the PlayStation family to a growing industry hub and secure the legacy of the oldest game studio in Finland. End quote. I guess they are, they're 26 years old if you want to know. Mm. Now, Herman Hold Me Holst, head of PlayStation Studios, was equally <laughs> ecstatic, stating, quote, I have been a fan of Housemark since the studio's early days when they introduced Super Stardust HD to PlayStation fans. That fucking game owns by the way hmm. owns bones i Never love that game it. what the sh- really oh me and brandon would get high all the time and play that fucking game it wow. was so good dude oh my god you have to play it it's on I've, ps4 i've only played uh resogun right i actually haven't even played resogun dead nation dead nation yeah okay when it was free on ps plus <laughs> after after the great playstation uh blackout mm-hmm. of 2011 really was, yeah okay my god anyway yeah. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves the studio is one with incredible vision capable of creating memorable new games that resonate with our community. This addition enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Housemark, end quote. Yeah, you can't you can't end a fucking acquisition quote without saying, I'm excited for the future or using the word holds. Yeah. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> that was really good, dude. <laughs> now, what about Blue Point? Sony's perpetual remake machine. Well, PlayStation Japan made a clerical or sorry, a clerical error in a Twitter post meant to celebrate Housemark's merger. Instead, they uploaded an image announcing Blue Point's acquisition. Oops! The tweet has since been deleted, but yeah, that also makes sense. Why not? They mm. Dude, I thought they were. I thought they were a Sony studio. Holy shit. Blows my mind. Well, they worked on a string of exclusives for Sony. Yeah. For how many years? Like 10? Like 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, well, it's one of those things where like Sony doesn't make a delineation anymore where it's like, oh, if you're second party, first party, whatever, you're yeah. part of PlayStation Studio. But it's like, well, it's not first party. It's, it's kind of like when you have friends that have been engaged forever. Uh-huh. It's like, they, oh, yeah, it's our eight year engagement anniversary. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, if you're not doing it within like a two year mark, then like, mm-hmm. are you are you are you for real for real? Are you for real, for real? Well, I saw the movie Five Year Engagement with uh, Emily Blunt and Jason Segel. 
Man, they tied the knot eventually. You know, <laughs> it gets there. Why did it take them five years? Uh, life, life, life gets in the way. That's but fine. Love. Well, some people wait because they want to have an extravagant wedding mm. or a Twitter post on PlayStation Japan. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. I think this makes a lot of sense. I have to wonder, however, if this is like PlayStation's version of trying to do the Bethesda thing, you know, or. Not even the Bethesda thing, like, in terms of impact, because obviously the impact isn't the same as getting fucking Bethesda, but are they trying to play a game of chess with Microsoft, the acquisition machine uh, that we all know and love, Mm -hmm. right? Are they doing the same thing, going, you know what? Nah, we're getting exclusives, baby! (laughs) You know, left and right. Because I feel like, yes, I feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. I mean... It's pretty naked. It feels like a deliberate move to be like, yeah, they've been making stuff for us as a first party studio since like what the PS3 days. Mm-hmm. We don't want Microsoft to come in and swoop them up. And then same with Bluepoint. Like these are in-house studios that have been doing quality work for years. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense at this point. Granted, yeah, it's not on the level of Bethesda. And I don't know what studio would be that for, for Sony. Square Enix is my uh, opinion. Yeah, I would say like Square Enix and, and Capcom would be the two where it's like, yeah, if you could oh, buy I got those, Capcom? Oh my like God. that would be amazing. But that would be sad for Switch, though, because there's a lot of Capcom games on Switch. Sure. That's cool. But, I mean, if they played nice and maybe they, like, you know, just did that where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll have some of these Capcom mm. games on that's, Nintendo. That's the difference about Sony, right? Well, mm. we talk about it. It's, um, you know, Sony and Nintendo are the same in that they're very old school Japanese companies that believe that, like, if you're in bed with us, mm. you're not getting out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> you know. True. So, like, I don't see them playing as nice as Microsoft saying, like, yeah, we want to hang out on, on Nintendo. Like, sure, here, have Ori or whatever. Mm. Like, the moment that, you know, they get, like, something like Capcom... No more Resident Evils for fucking PC and uh, uh, Xbox, mm-hmm. which would be, I think, sad, honestly. Yeah, that would be sad. I don't know. Because the think, mods are so funny on, on PC. I think that would be one of those things where, like, maybe Capcom would just be like, no, we're going to keep doing our thing. Maybe. Yeah. They're a very lean company, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, they're, they, they're liquid, but they're not a river, <laughs> is the best way to put it, right? That's why we don't see them, like, you know, dipping into their back catalog and experimenting. They are mm. very much like, this needs to be a breadwinner or else. But that's besides the point. So I think the two kind of signal flares here where maybe this wouldn't have happened last gen is because, so Housemark just put out Returnal. Yep. Which is a fucking amazing PS5 game. Well received. One of like five PS5 games right now. Yeah, one of five exclusives. Right. <laughs> and it has such a quality of polish to it and gameplay and everything. And I think they maybe saw something like that where it's like, hey, we want to keep giving these guys financial backing to make even bigger experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Make bigger AAA, quadruple A games under our fucking name. And then same thing with Bluepoint, I think, with Demon Souls, right? Where they came out, they delivered this fucking like amazing, like kind of ground up remake that might be their best work to date in terms of that approach like i thought shadow of the colossus was like pretty great but you know and same with the uh drake collection but demon souls is like yo they really fucking put their all into that yeah dude that was a home fucking run as far as quality goes right so like these are two like kind of like proving ground titles that like helped launch the ps5 into Mm -hmm. like kind of having a good launch right and it's like at that point it's like well shit let's let's keep them with us right let's see what they can do this generation yeah, I have a few thoughts on that. I think, um, especially with the studios that are already in bed with uh, with Sony, mm-hmm. 
I feel like this gives them a little bit more bench depth as far as having a more interesting catalog because sure. like before there wasn't really anything like I wouldn't expect Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog to put out anything like Returnal. Mm-hmm. They would all put out either huge open world games mm-hmm. um, or very story driven, you know, the shit that they do kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? And so I think it's cool having both Bluepoint, which if you really think about them as a unique value prospect, they make fucking quality benchmark remakes. Mm-hmm. No one makes remakes like they do. They make remakes phenomenally well, right? Yeah. So well, who else? I mean, if you look at individual publishers and developers, and very, very different. Up, this is their specialty yeah, versus yeah, like exactly. them having to like put together like Capcom, for instance, yeah. having put together a crew. To remake, yeah. I, like I'm thinking yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. of like Resident Evil Two remake yeah. and then Square Enix with Final Fantasy Seven remake. Right, right, right. right. They yeah. they very different in that they yeah. don't have like a studio that you can just plug and play though. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. That's yeah. a very unique proposition because there's not just a there's a bunch of studios that um are basically contract developers that work on remasters. Mm-hmm. Like that's their specialty. Like we do remasters because that's always like valid work, yeah. right? We don't have to like think of games from the ground up. But like there's something about Blue Point that's just like yo. You're like world class when it comes to like mm-hmm. remakes, dog. And then um Housemark, gameplay first games rather mm-hmm. than just being like open world narrative adventures. Very interesting. Sad part of this though is if you remember uh Japan Studio getting shut down mm-hmm. in favor of uh, who? Team Asobi. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, it seems like we're losing and gaining a little bit there where it's like I would prefer if we still had that like you know, core Japanese, like, Eastern, mm-hmm. like, thought process, like, you know, behind behind game development. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're making a lot of Western acquisitions, and yep. it's like, hmm, I wonder if it's a coincidence that Herman Hold Me Ho- Holst yeah. <laughs> is a, you know, very European-centric guy is also making very Western decisions. Interesting. Yeah, and Doesn't surprise me. a European studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. I think it honestly is this marriage of, like, Herman Holst and Jim Ryan together as, like, these kind of forerunners for Sony, where if you think about, to, like, the Jack Ryan, or what, sorry, is it Jack Trenton? Trenton? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jack, the... Jack Ryan is the uh, Tom Clancy <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. That um, yeah. Jim Halpert plays. So Jack Trenton and the um, Shuhei Yoshida days, where it's like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna lean into our like, you know, our roots. They put Shuhei right? in a closet. It's so fucking he's, weird. He's doing indie support now. Is, is it yeah. okay? Yeah, cool. he's kind of the flag runner for uh, their indie pool. Really? Because it sounds like indie devs hate working with Sony. Yeah, that's a <laughs> whole thing we didn't write about at all. Yeah, but. My my worry here, and it's kind of like to your worry a little bit, is that like we're gonna get these studios that do very like brand specific things, and it's gonna be kind of like, oh god, like they're gonna like Naughty Dog it up or Sony Santa Monica it up, where it's like, all right, we're gonna make more third person action narrative games, mm-hmm. right? No, I still want these studios to do their own thing. Fuck, I even want Blue Point to not do a remake. Like, I want them to yeah. do their own IP. Like, let let them run with something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But I mean, if you need to remake anything, you could do Bloodborne. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm g- I'm gonna keep on <laughs> swing for the fences on that one. They're they're they have made this acquisition, which it's not official, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, PlayStation Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're gonna work on a remake. If well, if not a remake, a very severe mm-hmm. remastering of Bloodborne. That's mm-hmm. why they got these dudes. See this on a on a, a game box. Blue yeah. points. Bloodborne director's cut <laughs> oh no dude i would die what the fuck i i would still buy it but yeah. i would be like what the fuck <laughs> i mean like i'd look over and be like what the fuck director's cut what <laughs> what the, what god damn it 
That would make me sad. I'm mm-hmm. sad now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't make, mean to make you sad on Friday. I got Friday, Sony sad. It is Friday. Yeah. I'm thinking it's Saturday. Same. Yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah. both have the day off. We were supposed to look for places today, and I have a three-day weekend because I was at the dentist all day yesterday. We set it up. We got an appointment tomorrow. Yeah. We got an appointment for next week. Mm-hmm. We're looking at places. Yeah, so we're like, fuck it. We'll record on a Friday because why you not? You bleached the dishwasher, and then I it made did. a whole fucking fountain spout of yeah. a sink. That's really weird, but we're not going to tell the leasing office until right before we move mm-hmm. to fuck them over. <laughs> oh, by the way, before you show this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we should run a load of dishes like as they're showing the apartment. <laughs> yeah, but yeah okay interesting stuff for mm-hmm. sony's making moves kojima might be making moves um apparently konami and bluebird hanging out what a great episode mm. yeah it's, it, this was a bash <laughs> i want to talk about something that i feel like is such a a treat for me to see and i'm excited to see this now with like housemark and bluepoint what's up where now that PlayStation Studios is the cemented thing, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you have a PlayStation exclusive, you get the PlayStation Studios like logo, oh, and they do the Marvel thing of it, where they like show games and the lettering of it, like they, with Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so fucking cool. It gets me good, actually. Yeah, I don't know, it gets me excited. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. A I lot. like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something about it where it's like when you pu- plug in a game and you see it, it feels like you're sitting down for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't like director's cut. I love boot make. Hmm. Was it a make boot? Make, make boot. Make boot. Make boot. Make boot. No, it was a boot make. Oh, fine. Whatever. Because it sounds like I'm saying a boot. A boot. <laughs> boot make. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I think that's it, man. I think that's all we got. Yeah, I think we really fucking nailed it. We did it in under an hour and a half, which is that's a, first a land speed It's a new first again. Yeah, I, well, listen, we had a lot of long, thick boy episodes between our reviews and E3 and, and, and Jeff Keighley's fucking gaming Saturnalia. So. Cybernalia? Saturnalia. Oh. <laughs> what is a Saturnalia? Oh, you don't know? No, I don't know. Look it up. Is it like a cornucopia? It's close. He's in for something here. Is it going to be like an armadillo dick? So while he's looking this up, I'm going to do the plug. Uh, Saturnalia. If, if you didn't know... You can find us over on Twitter at SaveRoomShow. Saturnalia, held in mid-December, is an ancient Roman pagan <laughs> festival honoring the agricultural god Saturn. That was a good reach. Yeah. That was a good pull. I like yeah. that. Saturnalia. Yeah. What were you saying? It's all, there's also a lot of orgies. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I was trying to do that. <laughs> the Twitter plug. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you guys want to go ahead, give us a follow over on Twitter at Save Room Show. We're having a gaming Saturnalia there almost every day, you know, talking games and sexy video game happenings. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. And please remember to save your games.